Young women have been growing up with an indoctrination of what womanhood is and what it should be. They've been taught everything that is in direct opposition to the Word of God. Young women who want to be different from the world are rare, but they are real. On this Rare But Real podcast, Audrey Brogy will often be joined by her daughter, Grace Anna, and her daughters-in-law, Maureen, Kesset, and Marilyn, who desire to be discerning in a day when everything seems to go against God's design. Join them in the journey of becoming rare but real. It takes courage and conviction. And now, Audrey Brogy. Hey there, I'm so glad you have joined us for this podcast, and I am so grateful today to have my daughter-in-law, Kessid, with me, and we're going to continue exploring this topic of biblical mothering. That is what I decided to call this series, because um, what Grace Ann and I talked about on the first podcast in this series was how it's so important for us as believing women to take our cues from the Word of God and not from all of the influencers who are out there. And there may be from time to time some just some practical advice from people that are out there, but in terms of solid biblical, um, I don't know, I, I hate to use the word advice when you're talking about the Bible, but God's word in wisdom. terms of, yes, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Kesed. God's wisdom, and it's right there. There's so much in the word of God that's just practical wisdom as we raise our children. You know, years ago when I first started teaching the Mother from the Heart Bible Study, I used to say, you know, wouldn't it be nice if God handed us a manual, and it, of course he had has in the in his word but i mean at, at the time i was talking about a manual that says number one if you do this your kids will be great number two make sure you do this and everything will be fine make number three this and it's not like that because i really believe i believe then and i believe now that everything we need for life and godliness as peter tells us is in the word of god and so then as believing women god expects us to walk with him to know know his word and to apply his word in our own lives. And then as we do that, the Holy Spirit is inside of us and he comes along and he helps us take God's word and everything that we are learning and apply it in our families, in our own lives, to our children as we're raising them with the questions they ask, with their sin natures, with all the things that they throw at us. God in his infinite wisdom will will teach us and guide us in that way. We so often just want a quick fix rather than, oh, I need to work out my salvation with fear and trembling. I need to walk by by, um, I need to walk by the Word of God. I need to walk by the Spirit so I will not carry out the desires of the flesh. And um, and that's what this um, series is hopefully about. Now, as I get started, I want to share, I just want to share something that a pastor's wife many, many years ago gave to me, and it became so important to me. And then, Kessid, you've already heard her voice, which I'm so thankful she's here, and uh, we're going to start talking about some different things. But um, I, when I was a young mom, and we were living in Texas, um, and Carl was in seminary and we were going to this church and um, the pastor's wife would host a new mom's brunch um, and it was for from women who had just had a baby and uh, and one of the things that she gave at that brunch was um, how to pray for your children I don't know if she wrote it I don't know where it came from I just know that she gave it to me and to all the women there and I have given it out over and over and over all of these years because the Lord used it so much in my life. And I'm just going to read them. There are 12 things here. Um, number one, that they will know Christ as Savior early in life. Psalm 63, 1, 1 Timothy 
And then uh, number two, that they will have will have a hatred for sin, Psalm ninety seven verse ten. That they will be caught when guilty, Psalm one nineteen seventy one. That they will be protected from the evil one in each area of their lives, spiritual, emotional, and physical, John seventeen fifteen. That they will have a responsible attitude in all their relationships, Daniel six three. That they will respect those in authority over them, Romans thirteen one. That they will desire the right kind of friends and be protected from the wrong friends. Proverbs 1, 10 to 11. That they will be kept from the wrong mate and saved for the right one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Second mm-hmm. Corinthians 6, 14 to 17. Number nine, that they, as well as those they marry, will be kept pure. First Corinthians 6, 18 to 20. Number 10, that they will learn to totally submit to God and actively resist Satan in all circumstances, James 4, 7. Number 11, that they will be single-hearted, willing to be sold out to Jesus Christ, Romans 12, 1 to 2. And then number 12, that they will be hedged in so they cannot find their way to wrong people or wrong places, and that the wrong people cannot find their way to them, Hosea 2, verse 6. And then at the bottom of the sheet that I've given out all, the, all these years is I put the verse from Philippians 4, 6 to 7, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, shall guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then I wrote at the very bottom, remember, God did not leave us here as orphans he is our helper. He is our shield. He is our strong tower. He is the one that we need. So, um, and, and I guess I teared up. I don't know, because I think I, I, all of a sudden it hit me, Kessid, like a ton of bricks that I started praying this so long ago, before I knew you, before I knew Maureen, before I knew Grant, before I knew Diana, before I knew Marilyn, before I knew the ones that my children would marry, and just, you know, living long enough to see God answer so many of those prayers um, has, you know, it's just it's just meaningful. <laughs> anyway, so I want to, what I want to do is talk to you, Cassid, about um, how you use the Word of God as you mother your children, how you think about His Word, how you deal with, and, and I would love it even if you share examples, which, you know, nothing that would embarrass your children for sure, you sure, know, sure. <laughs> but, you know, um, I shared uh, an example in the in the first podcast about Jeremy and Jordan when they were little, and I know it won't embarrass them now, <laughs> so, so um, in terms of God applying His Word to my life. Life, when I was dealing with the situation with they were when they were disobedient, and um, and so I want to talk about that kind of stuff and and how you, as a young mom, um, just you know know what, who to shut out with all the voices out there that are telling you how you should raise a teenager, how you should raise a toddler, what you should do about temper tantrums, and what you should do about this and what you should do about that. I want to hear how you walk through, and I know our the women who listen want to hear how you walk through those things with your own children. So with that in mind, I, um, I want you to speak to that a little bit. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing uh, those prayers. I just, that is the best. Like I, I covet those prayers <laughs> continued for your grandchildren. And mm-hmm. I mean, 
Yeah, no, that's so good. Because that's, it's funny, my, um, we, we wrapped up Job today in our Bible reading, just the two-year plan, and then the psalm that we read today was Psalm 127, mm. which you know, and that's what you shared, and I've shared many times when you came to our homeschool co-op, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. It is in vain you rise up early to retire late to eat the bread of painful labor, for he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward, like arrows in the hand of a warrior. So are children of one's youth. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies in the gate. And I just, our complete reliance on the Lord in the task of mothering. I mean, that is Mm -hmm. the foundation of the whole thing, right? Unless we are relying upon him by his word in prayer, it's just vain. And I think any, it just, it kind of makes me tear up to think about rising up early to eat the bread of pain. It's it's hard Mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. And we just really pour out our lives to do this. And I just think it's so sad to think of someone pouring out their life to do this without asking the one who can cause anything to bear fruit to actually bring about the fruit Um, because it's vanity. Anyways, I, um, yeah, I'm glad I, when you texted that we were going to talk about this topic, I was really glad uh, to hear about it. I was with uh, some girlfriends a few months back and we were all chatting about parenting. um, And I was kind of, uh, not taken aback, but a little bit just about the discussion of how how they do discipline with their kids mm-hmm. and how they parent their kids. And um, and I just realized that I, I okay, I'm sorry, I'm like babbling right now. I'm getting getting <laughs> all okay. over the place. But but so I think there were a few things missing from the conversation. I realize you mentioned gentle parenting um, is a big trend right now Mm -hmm. and i saw one of the one of the names of like the instagram account that folks look at like dr becky at good inside and i can't remember who any other people were but yeah i mean a a lot of it is being calm right Mm -hmm. like okay check yeah that's good to be calm as a parent Mm -hmm. i'm in favor um but it's a lot of almost just like managing the the incorrect responses out of your children yeah just like you know set up the stage perfectly so that they will have no temptation right Um, right and and then and yeah and so in a couple of things that just seem like foundational things that seem to be missing from it are one an acknowledgement that you are not actually good inside, that Mm -hmm. children are not actually good inside, that Mm -hmm. we are broken and that we are sinful. And so therefore it's not just like, Oh, all of it's not these outward things. It's the opposite of what the Bible teaches us. The Bible says it's actually (laughs) what's in the heart that's coming out. Not, not that like, Oh, the the evil is, is actually outside of you and you're just reacting to it. It's like, no, this is coming from you. Right. Um, And then the other thing that it robs children of, in my opinion, is 
acknowledgement of authority mm-hmm. and a sense of actually I need to obey because this is the authority over me, not because this person has perfectly set up this situation and explained to me in such a way that I deem, you know, good enough that I'm going to acquiesce or whatever. Right. So I just think the, the sense of honoring authority and just knowing that we're deeply broken and sinful, it's like a race in mm-hmm. parenting right now. Mm-hmm. And it's actually doing no child any favor. Um, and I think the only way that this kind of thing could take root is if people are not themselves like just reading scripture. And I mean, not even scripture about like parenting or raising, just right. in general, like, it's, uh, it's like if you personally need to be in the Word, Mom, you need to see what the heart of God is. It is a merciful heart, but He is a holy God, and He, over and over in His Word, tells us about obedience and mm-hmm. the importance of obedience and honoring His law, and um, it's Old and New Testament. You know, this mm-hmm. is not just like, a, oh, well, wasn't that for... Israel and the ceremonial law only or whatever. No, this is like very foundational, uh, basic stuff. And like Ephesians, children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother. The first commandment was a promise that it may go well with you and live long in the land. Okay. So being reiterated there, mm-hmm. um, the Proverbs talks about disciplining your child and they will give you rest, be a delight to your heart. If you, Bear the rod, you hate your son. Right. If you love them, you're careful to discipline them. That folly is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of discipline will drive it away. Just scripture after scripture saying kind of the opposite of what gentle parenting says. Right. So that, I mean, that being said, it also, if you, you know, read on Ephesians says, you know, fathers do not provoke your children to anger. So I'm not saying that there's not some truth in what gentle parenting um, holds out. It's like, okay, what is the fruit of the spirit? Love, Mm -hmm. joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and Mm self-control. So as a parent, I, this is, if I'm walking by the spirit, I need to be exercising self-control, right? Right. So um, that is true to explain things to your children that's not always a bad thing like that's you know it's good to help them understand why it would be important to obey you why the lord would not want them to do this or that i'm not against that Mm -hmm. um but i do just think engineering so one example was like leaving a birthday party like couldn't you know we couldn't ask the kid to leave the birthday party when other kids are there now I <laughs> you mean you mean that there's they're saying that a parent can't yeah, like do that parent, if they're exercising gentle parenting is that what you're saying basically like hey we all understand that just you know we can't we wouldn't want to just like take them away from the birthday that would be too much for them da, da, da. <laughs> and it's like I understand that and you better bet more than once I have been you know, with a group of parents and they're like, okay, guys, when are we going to, you know, team wrap this up to make it easy (laughs) on everybody? Like, let's all try and just exit the parties over at the same time. So I understand that at the same time, that 
isn't always going to be the case. And I, I think just the discipline of saying this is done and we're leaving and you're not allowed to throw a fit. This is, that's right. just like right. a basic thing that's helpful for them because these things are real life that they're going to need to grow in the, you know, self-control understanding. Yes, I feel this way. Like I want to keep doing this, but this needs to end now. So you know, just all these are like basic life skills. This is right. God's love for us to have parents who discipline us and when we mm-hmm. throw a fit mm-hmm. or we, you know, mm-hmm. Anyways, I remember we had uh, a family apply to our homeschool co-op recently, and we, in our handbook, just talk about respecting authority and how when a teacher, you know, asks a, a student to do something, we call them tutors, because the parents are teachers, sorry. Mm-hmm. When a tutor mm-hmm. asks a student to do something, um, you know, they need to respond immediately and respectfully. Da, da, da. So this parent who was applying was like, well, I mean, Will she be allowed to explain herself? Mm. <laughs> I just thought, oh, goodness. No, let me just let me save everybody some time here. This is not going to be a good fit. No, there are multiple students in the class and this person is the authority. And when if it's not something dangerous or against, you know, God's law, then mm-hmm. no, they cannot. They need to just fall in line. That's yeah. life. Yeah. And we're cheating our kids of that skill anyway. Well, you know, I think about some of that. Like now I had, hadn't really heard too much. I mean, I know that like I never heard the term gentle parenting when when I was raising my kids back in the day. It was like child centered parenting or permissive parenting or, you know, um, where the ch- children because so much what happens so often with what we call parenting styles is so often it's a reaction against something that we thought was negative. Like, you know, back in the old days when my when my mother was growing up maybe there was more authoritarian parenting where it's just mm-hmm. um you you do what i say because i said so and you never right. you know a lot of parents never explained anything and and so instead of coming to the middle and let's just talk about biblical parenting then the pendulum swings all the way to the other side where it's like i don't want my kids to ever feel like they can't express themselves so we let them express themselves all over the place and we let them be a part of all the decision making and we and we you know we let them do whatever they want if they want to draw on the walls we let them draw on the walls or if we want to let them you know whatever there's no rules it's like the outback slogan no rules everything is fine well it, yeah <laughs> and it's like it's not a re- it's not a reaction against uh like biblical parenting right like it's a reaction it's against a reaction the extreme against lost people trying to bring up kids exactly so They've responded in ungodly ways, and that's born terrible fruit. And now it's like swinging the other way. And that's not to say people don't do bad things in the name of biblical parenting. Right, sure. Biblical parenting, and they have no self-control, and they're wrathful, and they shame their, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's not biblical parenting. That's not 
at all what you would find in scripture. That's right. Uh, it's like the same principle. Yeah, right. the same principle can be applied when people say, "Well, I had such a negative ad, uh, experience in church. church. All churches are bad, you know." Or I had right. su- whatever. Right. It's that same thing of rather saying, "Like, well, wait a minute. Let's go back to the Word of God." And now I'm just talking about you know how we as should raise our families and how we should um, learn what the Bible says. And if we're walking with Him, then then God going back to the Holy Spirit lives in us, and He gives us the guidance and the wisdom to know when I need to explain something to my child, and when it's like, "Hey, I don't have time to explain that." Come on, I'll t- you know, and talk to you later. You know, yeah. just that thing of like, yeah, there are times where it has to be because I said so. Yeah, you know, because exactly. I, I can't, I can't, you know, explain it. You just, uh, you just need to trust me that I'm going to. And that's, this yeah. is we're trained then to follow God. That's right. We don't. When we have to obey Him, we do not always understand. That's right. What is going to happen, or how this is going to work out, or oh, I, I say something standing for God's holiness and His righteousness at work, and I lose my job. Like, right? No, that's you're not getting an explanation about that. That's like that's a hard thing to deal with and it's like hey we're we're preparing them for the joys and the hard question marks of what it is to be faithful following god even when the circumstances don't line up where it's easy for you to do that yeah Um, and the thing that's different oh, for us as believers is if we understand, if we're taught the Bible, if the Bible's taught, you know, if, if we understand the Bible, then we realize when God brings a man and woman together and he blesses them with children, there is a purpose for that. There's perspective in that. We go back to Genesis and we learn family was the very first thing that God, institution God created. And there's purpose in it. It's not like, oh, I'm just floating along with the culture and I should have children because that's what you do. And we just hope they turn out okay. No, there's yeah. purpose to it. God created that baby. He gave this infant to you to raise and to teach and to train for His glory, for your good, for their good, and to be a light in the world. It's the way He says, you know, like when Paul says, you know, you're our letter written to the generations, like it's a way to have an influence um, even the children yet to be born to care to keep proclaiming God's truth from generation to generation. And sometimes if parents just float into this parenting thing, oh, we just have children because you're supposed to have children or we just want something, you know, oh, I just want a child, you know, I've got this, I've got that, I've got that, I just need a child. And rather than no, we have children because we're to raise them for the Lord. And that changes the way we the way we do everything when they come into our, oh, I, I need to train them in righteousness. I need to help them understand what is right and what is wrong. I need to discipline them because I need to help them grow up, not just because I feel like it. You know, I need to train them. And it's them. not fun, like disciplining and training. <laughs> That's the reason we like need God's word is because none of it is natural. That's right. What's mm-hmm. natural is just to like, let them run amok and it, you know, just kind of turn a blind eye mm-hmm. and try and mollify them. And it's like anything, it's, it's complicated to be a parent, just like any other relationship that you enter into. Um, like you mentioned the church and bad experiences there. It's like, yeah, that's a complicated thing to be in a church family because, like I said before, it's a bunch of sinners. It's complicated right. to be in a marriage because you have two a sinner. sinners. 
trying to right trying we perfect to women right. marry sinful men no i'm kidding exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no. <laughs> you're like you don't say that about my son it's no that's like, right no. <laughs> my perfect son <laughs> married a sinful woman <laughs> exactly exactly no but and it's like it's like that is why we need god's wisdom because how we're going to respond naturally in parenting whether it's outbursts of anger Mm -hmm. or whether it's uh just ignoring a situation or whether it's selfishly being so wrapped up in something else that we don't have the time or even the knowledge of what's happening in our child's life and heart to be on top of that i had a recent um situation with one of my kids where they reached out to me i was out with another Kid, two other kids. I don't know. I'm trying to think what this is. But anyways, she was home and she wanted to watch um, a television show in the middle of the day. And I was like, we don't normally do mm-hmm. that. Normally, like TV is a mm-hmm. Saturday morning thing. That's right. kind of when, when the TV comes on. Anyways, so um, I said no. And then later we were talking about it and this kid was really upset and like oh if the roles had been reversed and the other kids were home and I was out with you you would have said yes and and I I said yes like now why do you think that is and so we were able to talk about it and Mm -hmm. because um we've had kind of like a lifetime now of like discipline and training that this child is growing in wisdom and even when they buck up against a decision that I've made mm-hmm. made and I have to explain it they can understand okay uh, this is something maybe I'm I'm struggling with right now and that's why you were sensitive to that and therefore you were saying no to me where you might have said yes to a sibling and so right. that's some of it is just like there is an element of having a knowledge of your children that it's really it is not as, as simple as like old school authoritarian just mm-hmm. like buck up and you know <laughs> and do the thing it's like it's, you love your kids so much mm-hmm. and uh, loving them is having the time to know them and right. know right yeah right right now they need to just obey and right now it would or in this situation right now it'd be good to go ahead and like kind of talk through this with them and dig dig down to the heart of the issue. Well, you, um, you know, Kesson, I love that you said that because the time it takes, you know, sometimes people say, oh, I don't, don't want to like spend all my time having to like talk to them about this. But here's the thing. When our kids are really little, you know, all the time that it takes to physically take care of them, putting them in car seats, unbuckling car seats, changing diapers, putting them to bed, the physical, and I'm not talking about dealing with, you know, screaming and crying. I'm just talking about the physical time that it takes uh-huh. to do things. There's that kind of things that transfers, you know, we don't have to do that anymore. You don't, you don't, you know, as your children get older, but it's like that, the, that, the time spent meeting physical needs transfers to meeting 
emotional needs and growing up needs mm. and conversational needs because it's like the sometimes people think oh my children are older they don't need me oh yes they do they need you oh, to explain time. yes explain life to them to talk about whether it's politics or whether it's the neighbors in terms of what's going on in the neighborhood I don't mean gossiping about the neighbors <laughs> but I'm talking about world events current events yes yes and that's what that's what you know um as you mother your children especially those of you know as moms we're with them a a more time during the day especially like i'm thinking about you with homeschooling and me when i was homeschooling our children to talk about those things and talk through those things and explain those things to them that's all part of as you walk by the way as you sit in your house as you do what you do um you take the time to explain those things to children as they're growing up so that they understand um why you're doing what you're doing and even for you to be able to explain yeah in a different situation this and that because it helps them grow in wisdom mm-hmm. for those kind to understand well, those kind of things part of like so we've done the classical you know homeschool method which i think is great i definitely don't think it's the only way but um, one thing i like about it is like in the younger years it's uh it's the grammar stage where you just are memorizing 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 capitalizing off those the, those younger years where kids are just sponges and then in the dialectic or the logic years, which is like middle school, early high school, um, it's, it's asking the why. And I do feel like even seeing that in, uh, in disciplining the kids, like as my oldest gets older, more and more, I'm using kind of the Socratic method to help her think through, yeah, why why am I not allowed to watch that? Or why, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. why is uh, it unacceptable for me to respond in that way? Or why would that have been hurtful that I did that? And so I do think it's just uh, age appropriate, especially if you've put in that time before of disciplining and establishing that authority and that um, strong bond of just like, Hey, I'm here, I'm around. And you know my deep love for you. Like, mm-hmm. that's not a question. Um, then you can kind of transition to this stage of helping them understand, hey, so it's almost like the veil comes back a little bit. And you're explaining this when they're a kid, but they don't, when they're little, they don't understand as much. Like, actually, mom and dad are submitting to God's authority. Mm-hmm. And that is what ultimately we're doing when we exercise our authority over you. This isn't about like my preferences and, you know, this and that. This is like, ultimately we're both under God's authority and I am an intermediary Mm -hmm. between, you know, you. And so just helping them understand like, well, this is, this is my reasoning. This is how I'm making this discipline decision because what, this is what I'm trying to do. And it's really kind of, a joy and a gift and I know this is just God's grace but to see a kid who wants to honor him and who who is growing in their like love and knowledge of him to then uh, soften to your discipline because they ultimately want to honor God and to and to almost like join in that process Mm -hmm. with you of Mm -hmm. um, wanting to grow in godliness like wow what a gift yeah. Um, and then just to go back to the the more time as they get older, um, I think 
another piece that you do just see, and I remember this so well, just the uh, shift that happens. Like right now I'm coaching middle school girls basketball team and we have sixth graders through eighth graders and sixth graders are girls mm-hmm. and eighth graders are young women. And there is just such a massive shift that mm-hmm. happens and it's a lot for kids to go through and social relational stuff happening then. I mean, girls not to, be stereotypical but they can get really kind of mean and catty at that age and it's okay we were all girls we (laughs) we were all you remember you yeah yeah people said and did and I think the other the other part of the time together is just creating like a soft landing place for Mm -hmm. all that that's going on out there it's like that is not the primary thing in your life more and more you're you're slowly, you know, going out of the home, right, as you become mm-hmm. an adult, and this is the, we're in those early stages of having more going on outside of what is just happening in our family, but mm-hmm. it is still this primary foundation that gives, I can just see a sense of security, mm-hmm. a sense of um, just a peacefulness that I don't necessarily see in other girls in that same kind of middle school age range um and and so who are maybe just out with peers all the time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and and i think that that's that is one of the gifts of homeschooling um is keeping that primary influence especially at this kind of pivotal time yeah people can say what they want yeah people can say what they want about homeschoolers but there's so much positive there's just there's just a lot of things that can't even be measured in terms of intentional parents spending the time and with their children and explaining those kinds of things um, and helping them through those years, you know, and being there to yeah. help them through their the, those yeah. years. Um, yeah, yeah, and it can be hard to help them too because sometimes it's um, you know like <laughs> attitude stuff can be discouraged, and you know, and you're just like, whoa, what is like what's coming my way? But to yeah, just to have that um, rich time and relationship and foundation I do think like that's just in my experience it's been God's kindness to us. So So how do you um to get practical here how do you make the like know when to be very explanatory and 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 talk to your kids through things and when it's just like you know what um you're not going to understand it and we just need to move on from that right now. Oh, that's a good question. Well, one, I mean, I do try to just, I'm, I'm being God's word and praying mm-hmm. every day for wisdom. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not necessarily like, well, in this situation, I do this and this, I do that. Sure. Uh, it's very like, as it subjective, as it, yeah, it's very subjective <laughs> to be honest. I mean, I remember when Lois, my oldest was in first grade and she we were struggling with school and she was a good student. I just remember being like, you know, the, just correcting her a lot. And then finally, rather than it be like a, Hey, listen, the hammer's going to just come down every time you da da da. Instead, I was like, I, I did a positive, like, Hey, you're going to get, she, so there were two co-op days, three home days. And mm-hmm. I was like, you get a quarter or you get a dollar every homeschool day, four quarters. But mm-hmm. every time you complain, 
you know, or wine or, you know, just like there's some negative thing about it. You're going to lose one of your quarters. Mm. Well, within two weeks, it was just like gone. <laughs> well, at least she, un- was gone, you know? <laughs> she understood the value of those quarters. So that was a well, plus. You know yeah. Funny? Like, I literally don't even know if I ever paid her. Like, it's just. just oh, it, it was just a goal. Amazing. It was just making her aware. It was like she almost didn't even know. Mm. Yeah, that this was the the environment we were in. So so there was that. I will say um, the other day, one of my kiddos, we were out with some other buddies. And one of the sisters said to a younger sister, why are you following us around? Mm. And so I immediately called her over and just said, we're going to talk about this later. But. I just want you to know that that is completely unacceptable. Mm. So that was not like a, Hey, let's chat this out right now. But I just wanted her to immediately know not okay. Right. This is something that is like beyond the pale in mom's you know, book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then later we did talk about it, but at that point it was more of a, more of a, Hey, why do you think, that's not okay. Right. And what, like, how would you feel? And what are you communicating to your sister when you say, why are you following me around? And, you know, da, da, da. and just explaining, hey, these friends, they seem like a big deal right now. <sighs> they are, you will not have these friends a few years from now. You will not have them 10 years. But this is your sister. Right. And she is going to be your sister for your life. So, um, right. Yeah. I guess I, I, hopefully more and more my, my heart is in tune with desiring holiness. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times the things that can give us that quick, sharp reaction are just the things that annoy us. Mm-hmm. Um, and where it's like, no, you're just going to whatever on this. But it's like, I do hope and pray more and more that the things that I am more like, this is beyond the pale um, are just things that are, a complete offense to God. Yeah. So they're if if they are being openly disrespectful to Jeremy or to I, um, that's something where it's just like mm-hmm. I'm done. We're not <laughs> doing this. Um, and so and well, sometimes you know, sometimes later we'll talk about it. Certainly, if it's if it's a pattern. But I think more if there's just like a little moment where they're, with they're flirting with, hey, I'm going to backtalk or I'm going to, it's like, no. You kind of, you set the perimeters as a parent for what they believe to be acceptable. Yeah. It's like, is disrespecting authority acceptable? Mm, no, it's actually not. Right. Is um, being cruel to your sister, is that like something that, no, it's not. So... I guess more the the times where it's uh, we might talk about something more is that I can just see and you can see this with your kids them struggling, you know, where Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I can tell you're like overwhelmed right now. Uh, You're exhausted. I, you know, kept you out too long. This is still not okay. Sin has no excuse, but maybe I'm going to read the situation and just take a little more time to uh, help you work through this because I don't don't think all your faculties are firing Mm -hmm. at this point. Well, and it comes, no, did you go ahead? No, I was just going to say, 
comes back to like our own walk with the Lord as moms, you know, because then he gives us the wisdom like, you know, I probably should have spent more time on that and and helping this child with such and such. And then we go back and we do it. Or in the moment, God, we shoot up a prayer to the Lord. You know, I need your wisdom. I need some grace right now to know what to do in this situation or how to handle this particular whatever it is. And I think sometimes we, we... I know I do forget that God is ready and willing. He's right there Mm. at the door. He's ready to help us. And, and we, all we need to do is ask. We ask you have not because you ask not. And I pray a lot of times I pray with them. Yes. Even like in correcting or, you know, you know, there's attitudes or whatever, like we'll just stop and say, Lord, we need your grace. Yes. Our, our hearts are ungrateful we're tired, our flesh is weak, like help us. <laughs> right. And so just showing, modeling for them, it doesn't even have to be in your, it can be out loud together with <laughs> them. Like we need you, God, we right. need your spirit to work here. Right. Um, I do think too, one, this is something that you said a while back and I, I just feel like there was, there's so much wisdom in it. When there is a child struggling and with disobedience or whatever it is a lot of times the answer is to spend more time with that kiddo mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, and mm-hmm. just taking the time I remember kind of the, our first foray into you know those tween transition attitudes uh, just feeling like what is going on and and taking one of my kids out and just going to get a Starbucks and talking about like Hey, like, do you feel kind of more overwhelmed and frustrated and da da da? And just like explain to her, hey, that's normal. That's normal to reach these stages where you everything seems harder and blah blah. blah. And so we we talked about it, and it was such a relief mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is you know because they <laughs> think the same thing probably. Like, what is going on? This is how I'm always going to feel. Um, And it's like, no, adolescence is hard. And we literally all have days where everything feels hard and overwhelming. This doesn't excuse anything, but I think it does equip us to know, okay, this is going to be a hard situation. So Mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to be so quick to trust my flesh or my Mm -hmm. instinct. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm going to know I'm, I'm tired. I'm aggravated. I'm overwhelmed. um, And therefore, Lord, help me, mm-hmm. help me to fight sin and to, um, and to be a little more suspicious mm-hmm. of my reaction to things, a well, little, little more circumspect. Well, and you taking that time, you know, gave her an anchor. You know, it's just like, it's like all of a sudden, like, whoa, I'm not alone. You know, like, whoa, mm-hmm. I understand this. I mean, it just reminds me in a, in a different kind of way when Jameson was really little and he and I spanked him and he just said, I hate you when you spank me. And, um, mm-hmm. and I said, yeah, I, I hated my mom and she spanked me too. And he was like, it just like totally disarmed him. I think he thought he was going to totally get my, yeah. And then he said, I mean, oh. I still remember it, you know, how he looked. And then he said, did you think she was evil too? <laughs> 
<laughs> I said, well, I don't remember that, but I thought, I'm sure I thought really mean thoughts about my mom. I just remember we had that discussion then, and it, and I still, you know, I remember he kind of walked around with me that day as I did different chores, and he asked me all kinds of questions about disobedience, you know, <laughs> stuff. But I'm just saying it was just like, I know he was a lot younger than what you're talking about, but still there's a resonance. It's kind of like that thing of, of, I know what this is like, or I was stubborn just like you are. So I know what it feels like to want to hold on to that and just to punish people when you're really yeah. over it. You're over yeah. it, but you don't want them to think you're over it. And so you yeah. hold on to yeah. it to say, I was a child once. I know the tricks. I know what I did, especially <laughs> if there's one that's a lot like you. <laughs> you know, oh, it's right. just like, then you're like, yeah, I get this. Instead of always playing, or, or and even for them to know that, because they always, children always think that, you know, at least it's until a certain age, they think we're perfect and that we never sinned or, or that we're, you know, we always had it together because we're always teaching them. It's like, no, I was a child. I had to learn these things just like you do. I knew and know what it was like to hit my brother and be glad that I did it, you know, or, or yeah. to, or whatever it is, you know, or to be mean mm-hmm. or not let mm-hmm. him come in and play with us because we thought we were too cool for school and he was, you know, <laughs> Well, and speaking of like really not appreciating your parent, I, the other, I guess it was Monday, one of my kids was saying something really unhelpful as we were getting ready to go to school. And I, I told her, you need to stop talking now. <laughs> like you need to shut your mouth and stop talking now. And so we got to school and I could tell, she, you know, it was simmering. Mm-hmm. And we uh, we unloaded and we were, you know, taking we have to take these giant crates, of course, because we're carrying our curriculum <laughs> back and forth. It's right. Just, you know, I've done but, it with um, your girls. <laughs> yeah, you've, been, you've seen the crates. So we're unloading, we're talking and and, you know, she's kind of like, why? Like, why is it? I said, because truly, like you were damaging people around you by what you were saying. And that was I was trying to love you by letting you know you needed to stop talking mm-hmm. and I could tell I said but though like the way I said that I could understand that 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 may have been too harsh of a way to communicate mm-hmm. that and I'm for that I'm sorry mm-hmm. and she it was like okay yes she it was completely like she could accept that she could see what she was doing and she she appreciated that I was like you know what I think I could have done that in in a kinder more discreet way yeah and, and that's anyway. so yeah and that was a great example for her too because it's not like you're backing down from what she needed to do but you're saying you right. know what i needed the i needed the fruit of the spirit gentleness not gentle parenting yeah. as the world is teaching but right, i need the fruit right. of the spirit gentleness and self-control yeah. in the way i parent you and that becomes another teaching tool to your child to, you know for them to see the appropriateness of sometimes apologizing or the way i said something but what i said was right i just you know, and, and I, it was good for you because then you can say where there are many words, well, transgression is unavoidable. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Can't help Amen. it. Well, that's like talking to the kid. I love how the Proverbs, it's like that's such a rich source for parenting. Oh, man. Talking to, to teenage girls, hey, whisper, separate, close friends, <laughs> like, you know. But, out. And, me. <laughs> but it will go down like a dainty morsel, yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Oh, and speaking oh, of, go ahead. go ahead, go ahead. 
I was just going to say, yeah, uh, we're, we're talking over to you go, you go. Discipline. I just want to go back to, to disciplining, uh, you know, spanking it's, you know, the kids are getting older. You brought that up. I will mm-hmm. just say the gift of that so much versus these like other methods for younger kiddos. Mm-hmm. It was just so immediate. Like right. we could go discipline and it was done. Mm-hmm. And there was no, certainly you do not want to discipline your child in, you know, a rage or that's not right. trying to hurt them. That's it's right. Like I, and I, I say that and it's, it's, crazy to me how I mean some people I guess do not know the difference between abuse and loving discipline like if you have any questions you should talk to people right at at, in your local body and if you're in a local body of insane people find a healthy church (laughs) that's right you know it's like I, I don't know what to tell you um but but it's just rather than this ongoing protracted you sit over here and think about it for, you know, da, da, da. it's like done relationship restored. Mm-hmm. And, and I can just say, I've seen the long-term fruit of that just in my own kids lives as mm-hmm. they grow up, that they do respect us as authority, that they do seem still to, by God's grace to want to honor us. And I, for, for me, I say that, and I had girls who were very responsive, um, to discipline my best friend had has boys who it was a tough row to hoe and it still is and it, it wasn't the immediate like oh let's have a warm hug and all is right in the world it's been years of disciplining and yes. then disciplining because they're mad about the discipline and you know what i mean yeah, sure. and, but now she is seeing the fruit of that i guess i would just say like persevere Mm-hmm. Uh, in that, even if it's not an immediate, like, warm hug with your kid, even if it's something that where they strike out at you kind of in anger about it. I just, I've seen her over the years mm-hmm. just love her boys, mm-hmm. pour out her life for them, and be consistent in the disciplining, even when it wasn't, like, this satisfying thing mm-hmm. for her relationally. And they're great kids. Well, they and you do, it, it's a reminder it's a reminder yeah. to do what's right, even if yeah. you don't see. It's like a walk of faith, you know, like mm-hmm. a walk of faith. Mm-hmm. I'm doing what's right. And even as a, a, as a parent, the times when your kids hate you. I mean, and when, yeah. I'm, when I say hate you, you know what I mean. I don't, but I'm saying yeah. we're just, you're just like, you're, you're not their favorite person. It's not fun. No, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. And you, and, and you as a mom know all your sin. You know that you're not doing things perfectly. And sometimes we want to beat ourselves up, but that's why we go back to the word of God. We take our cues from what the scripture says, not what all the confusion is out there with all the TikTok videos and the, you know, uh, just people out there who aren't basing what they're doing on the scripture and might not even know the Lord. And some of them, even if they know the Lord, they're taking their cues from the world rather than from the word of God. And so it requires mothers to be very discerning um, as they go to the word of God and learn what God yeah. God's word says. And that's what's so important. And let me say, as we close out, and I'm going to ask you to pray in just a minute, Kessid, but um, 
and I'm going to say this on every episode that I do on biblical mothering, but I'm going to be teaching the Mothering from the Heart Bible Study again. I'm plan- we're planning it with the women of our church, or it's just in the beginning stages. I haven't taught it in person since 2018, although you can go to the Search the Scriptures app and listen to the last time that I did teach it. But uh, we're going to do it as a weekend event, and and uh, a lot of the things that Kesset and I talked about and the things Grace Ann and I talked about, I have so many of these uh, things addressed in a format. You know, the, the first session is, um, you know, biblical perspective in a culture of confusion, you know, gaining a biblical pers- perspective in a culture of confusion. And then um, I got the second session is um, the real problems of mothering. And it's not the children, even though that's what we think it is. And then enjoying your children when the rest of the world is enduring theirs. That's the third session. And then the fourth session is discipline, biblical discipline. And then the fifth session is what does it mean to build your house um, from the Word of God, and uh, and we're going to do it more. Um, you know, I've done it in like a marathon fashion where I don't even teach that last session. But I don't know, Kessid, with you know what's so much out there, so much confusion, and as our churches just continues to grow with so many young families, and then women who are my peers or older or or maybe in the in between, the young parents and you know the middle parents. There's there's just so much confusion, and uh, and now with mm-hmm. so much. Much as we talked about, I think before we started recording, um, how everyone has a platform now, um, and just we're just going to focus on what does the scripture say, and um, and so it'll be live streamed. You'll be hearing a lot more. We haven't picked a date for it yet, but we will. And um, yeah. and I would encourage you, even if you're somewhere and you get some moms together, and y'all you know live stream it and do it together wherever you are. It will it will really. Um, It'll really uh, help your perspective. And then there's a lot of practical stuff in it, too. We're going to have a question and answer session. We're going to have, you know, a lot of it's still in the planning stages, but uh, but I want y'all to know about it now. Um, Kesset, I w- would love for you to pray um, to pray as we close out the uh, close out this podcast. So yeah. go ahead. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the gift of children. We thank you for. Um, entrusting us with with kids. We thank you for all of the women listening who are mothering right now or who are grandmothers. Lord, I pray that you would help your church to know what it is to raise children in your nurture and admonition, to know what godly discipline is, to know what biblical parenting is. God, I pray that um, people out there who are listening would seek first uh, wisdom from your word. God, we thank you for all the other resources out there and, and the truth there, but we pray that people would build their foundation in your word. Help us to do that and to parent uh, by your spirit. We ask this in Jesus' name and for his glory. Amen. If you enjoyed this episode of Rare But Real, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when a new episode is posted. And share this podcast with friends. Follow Audrey on Instagram and Facebook at Mothering from the Heart. And listen to all her messages on the Search the Scriptures app.